0: Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 332, meaning we're reading Esther chapter 3 and 4, and we're still in 2 Peter, reading 2 Peter chapter 2. Now as we head into Esther, the king promoted an evil man and approved a wicked project. No doubt many of the Jews were asking, why has God permitted such a thing? The fact that God permits evil in this world does not mean that evil is good or that God is unconcerned or unable to help. When men do not allow him to rule, he overrules, and he always accomplishes his purposes. No matter how you examine Haman, he is a wicked man. Promote him, and he gets proud. Ignore him, and he becomes angry and takes out his anger on a whole race. Make him rich, and he uses his money to destroy and not to build. Everything about Haman was hateful to the Lord, but he did not interfere with Haman's evil deeds Haman's sins would ultimately destroy him, yet he would still be used by God for the good of Israel. As we go into chapter 4, we see that a crisis does not make a person. It shows what a person is made of. In spite of the danger involved, Mordecai publicly displayed his grief and let people know his position. He would not stand by and do nothing when the authorities were about to slaughter innocent people, including children. Now, oriental monarchs were supposed to hear only good news. They reigned in a world of illusion, sheltered from real reality. Even the queen had to have permission to talk to the king. How different it was with the king of kings. He was worn in sackcloth of sorrow. He knows how we feel and he gives us free access to his throne. Our Lord Jesus Christ is indeed very different from the kings of old age. You see, God uses people to accomplish his purposes and Esther was God's prepared servant for that hour. God accomplishes his purposes even if we disobey his call, but we ultimately end up being the losers. Mordecai did not want Esther's gifts, he wanted her life surrendered to the Lord, and she became a living sacrifice to accomplish the work of God. Whether it be Mordecai, Esther, or Haman, God will use whatever and whoever he chooses to fulfill his purposes. I wonder, what is God calling you to do for the sake of his kingdom? We go now into 2 Peter 2, our New Testament reading, and the description of false teachers is clear enough to help you detect them and vivid enough to make you want to avoid them. It's not enough to reject false teachers. You must also reject their way of life and the hypocrisy behind it. Their tool is deception, so you must know God's word and exercise discernment when you hear their impressive language. They fellowship with you only to find out what they can get from you. And when they will leave you in a worse shape than they found you, you will truly see their deceptive and destructive behaviour. We are to beware the false teachers. Their purpose is personal. Pleasure and financial gain is what they desire. And their destiny is ultimately the judgment of God. Like Balaam, they cause others to sin by using religion for personal gain. They're not God's sheep. They're ultimately pigs and dogs in sheep's clothing. And they eventually will go back to their natural habitats and their natural way of living. True sheep keep themselves clean because they follow the shepherd that is King Jesus. I think more than ever, the church needs to be aware of those that would sneak into the church and try to be godly in their outlook. Yet you know at heart they're out for themselves. Let us today pray that the Lord would protect us from such false teachers. Father, we pray that as the church we would be wise to who we listen to. Father, we pray that we make it obvious, or sorry, you make it obvious, as to who the false teachers are so that we can avoid them. Father, we pray that we would be bold enough to know your word and bold enough to speak against false teachers. And Father, we pray this in your precious name. Amen.